0: Hello and welcome back to We've Made It, brought to you by gather.how. In this week's special bonus episode, Zoe and I will be talking about the first episode of the new series of The Sewing Bee, the new batch of sewers and how to recreate the patterns featured this week. On with the show! So, let's talk about The Sewing Bee. Yes, so we've just watched the first episode, very exciting. We have and we thought we would um, share this podcast um, so you can all listen to us chat about it. We should add this is an unofficial podcast, yes. shouldn't we? So- we're, we're not associated with The Sewing Bee, we're not associated with the BBC or Love Film, no, Love, sorry, what they called, Love Productions. Yeah, so we are literally just uh, enthusiasts for the programme and we're just going to have a chat about it. Yes, we won't be doing this for every single episode, but we thought we'd do it for this one because it's just nice to talk about the new sewers, what their strengths are, what they're good at, and yeah, and I think I feel like the return of the sewing bee. I know we had the throwdown as well, and we've got um, the jewellery show, which all that glitters, all that glitters on at the moment. But I, I don't know about you, but I was like when I was watching it last night, I was like, this is the TV that we all deserve after the winter lockdown and the hardships of the past year. And it was so much so that I was enjoying it so much that at the end, when they had the models come on for the the made to measure challenge, it felt jarring they were wearing masks because I'd forgotten about coronavirus and lockdown for the first 40 minutes. Yeah, I think that is quite clever, the way that they've done it. And I thought it was a really nice detail that they're all staying in in a block of flats or something together. They're all in the same house in a covid secure bubble because it said at the end didn't it oh you know you can go to our website to see how we've made this secure like covid secure and i wonder if that's because they get loads of complaints of people saying you're not social distancing i don't know yeah well we know they've done it for other programs as well like we know they did it for the pottery throwdown that they all bubbled together and they were all really really careful so i don't i think we know that they've covered it yeah and when there was the moment where they were like chatting chatting off Oh, out of the main room and talking about, like, eating chicken nuggets together. That was very heartening. Yeah, and there's still all <laughs> the stuff that we love, and they've managed to keep it, I think, as similar as they possibly could. I mean, there was one bit where I noticed that the judges and the presenters were standing about four metres away from the contestants. <laughs> but I suppose they do have to take their precautions. Yeah, I don't. I, funnily enough, I didn't notice that any more than previous series. But, um, yeah, I still thought it was just a lovely little bubble of television escapism as it as it always is. You know, I've watched it since the first series and and like the change of location, it still looked like a great place to be in sewing albeit in front of cameras in your face every time you make a mistake. Quite stressful. Yes, which I think we saw, we saw Damien, didn't we get a little bit stressed when he was trying to thread his needle? <laughs> yes, and I just loved it as well. They always do this, don't they, in the editing, like the foreshadowing. There was a bit after the first challenge where he was like, I don't think I could have done couldn't have done it any better to be honest and I was like oh my god that is just classic obviously you've made a mistake that they've included that in the edit yeah I have to say having seen the first episode of this I think Damien actually you got to give him credit because he's taught himself how to sew yeah during lockdown and part of me just goes good for him and I want him to do I want him to do well yeah and certainly I think that that element was there and I, I don't know how they do it. I, they do it, you know, every year, but picking the contestants, they were all so likable. Like, you know, I had a real soft spot for Damien. I sort of liked that he had this slightly unusual confidence because all the friends I know that make do sewing would be like, oh my God, I've done this bit and like apologizing about the finish on the seams. But <laughs> um, he was very endearing, I thought. By the end, I was rooting for him to make it through. Yeah, and I think because he was bottom, wasn't he? He was bottom mm. in the first two challenges, but he really saved himself with that dress. Yeah, they just they just couldn't fault it. And the other one I loved was was it Raff who he only learnt to sew during lockdown. What? As well, yeah. <laughs> I think he he was really impressive as well, and I think he he really deserve spoiler sorry he really deserved to win garment of the week because. That dress was just beautiful. I know when he said, "Oh, I'm going to be sewing this out of broderie anglaise," I was like, "Well, that's a little bit ambitious." Just because personally, I would find that very daunting, as I find many dressmaking things daunting. But then he sort of like made it into this beautiful, like, sexy dress, like with these gorgeous amber buttons. And oh, we're probably skipping right to the end. Should we start and run through the challenges, and or talk about the contestants? What should we do first, Sarah? Oh, shall we? Should we start by talking through the challenges? Yes, let's. So the first one, the pattern challenge, that was to make a shell top, which for people who don't know what that is, it's like a 60s sleeveless top and it had darts around the bust. Yeah. And also like a little button at the back. So it's like very classical and 60s looking. Yeah. And they quite often do this first week is sort of a wardrobe staples where they pick quite a classic item and it... and it showcases some a lot of the basic but sort of essential how to make clothes techniques, doesn't it? You had adding facings around the collar and inserting darts, button tab, bagging out, and then obviously a bit of pattern cutting, but buttonholes. You know, so you've got a lot of those basic things that you just see them try out on a simple garment simple yeah. garment <laughs> yes i think it's one of those ones where it's a bit of a trap isn't it it looks deceptively easy but of course it's not yes that's right and um we we've been working haven't we with our friends on simply sewing magazine and they've been doing a bit of a pattern swap thing so they like to find if you want to try and make your own at home haven't they so they are sending a weekly newsletter to show you how to make the different things you see on screen and they've recommended A similar pattern, haven't they, from Sew Over It, if you wanted to try and make this at home? Yeah. So there are a few different ones that they've got. I think they've put three. And we will include some links to the ones that they've picked on our podcast page. So if you go to gather.howl forward slash podcast, you'll find everything we've mentioned in this episode. Yeah, and we'll put a link as well if you'd like to receive um, their weekly update to sort of sew the looks you see on screen. Um, the pattern they've, one of the ones that we thought was quite similar was the silk cami, wasn't it? From So Over It. Yeah, that looked very, very similar. So, if you wanted to have a go at making something really close to what they did on the show, that would be the one to go for, I think. Yeah, because I don't know, do you find one of my favourite bits? I'm sure I mentioned this last time we did this, is when they have the animation that shows you how to make the garment. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And I almost want to like go and start making it straight away because they make it look so accessible. But if you watched that at home and you thought, "Yes, I want to make that," give it a go with the silk cami. Yeah, I think that that part of the show is really useful. As somebody who's, I would say, a beginner, so uh, yeah, I find that really helpful because I was like, "Oh, okay, so that's how it's meant to fit together." I mean, obviously they don't include all of the details about how to do things like the facing, but it's enough that you can get an idea of what it needs to be like. Yeah, and and then you can watch the judging and go, "Oh, yeah, they're doing that wrong." <laughs> As if we're experts. As though, as though I'm an expert, <laughs> which I'm not. Yes. <laughs> um, I also liked how one of them drew blood within about the first couple of minutes of the episode. Sewing injuries, they are a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to, you've got to watch out for that. It's a dangerous hobby. Have you ever snapped a needle on a sewing no. machine? It pings. Pings. Yeah, like with quite a brute force from the force of the machine. I reckon surely there must be injuries out there. I, I mean, I think the worst I've heard is somebody sewing through their finger, which is very unpleasant. <gasps> Ow. Yes. I mean, I don't want to think about that too much, to be honest. <laughs> um, so we met a few of the contestants, didn't we, during the first challenge? Yeah, so we've already mentioned Damien and Raph. So we met Adina adina yeah she came a bit unstuck with the first challenge because she forgot to include the button on her top so it would be too small to get your head through the hole i feel like that's the kind of thing i would do and also i loved how she said i looked at my mum's photo and said what would mummy g do i was like i love that we all have carry around that what would what would my mum do or what would so-and-so do in this situation was very endearing yeah i thought that was really sweet and of course the answer is you just have to unpick it (laughs) unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. no, no way around that. Um, I also loved, is it Catherine, who basically is living my dream retirement plan? Like they shot to her like dancing around, listening to David Bowie sewing. And her cat apparently is called Ziggy Stardust. And she had this amazing quilt in the background. And I was like, she is living my one day life goals. Yeah, because didn't we also have, was it Catherine and Yoda as well? Oh, yeah. Yoda was... The lady who's an art psychologist. Oh, sorry, Jean, Jean and Yoda. Yes, yes. So, Jean, so Jean is a cat fan. Definitely, she's got a cat called Yoda, who she makes little outfits for. And I feel this hits on the, um, I know the outfits. I feel like that cat needs its own Instagram account. Oh yeah, if he hasn't got, he's, he's the best dressed, the best dressed cat I've ever seen. Definitely. <laughs> oh, I'm now worrying that we've confused Catherine and Jean. <laughs> <laughs> we said we were going to do this because. Because we're, we're getting to know the contestants, we're really worried that we might get them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, but I think that gets easier, doesn't it? Once we've watched a few, we'll just be completely, you feel like you've known them for years. Yes, but Jean is definitely a cat lover, as we saw in the transformation challenge. Yes. So that was a t-shirt transformation, and so they were allowed to pick three t-shirts and had to turn those into an outfit. And it's fair to say the t-shirts they were given were quite glorious in places. They were very special. They were very special. Um, And obviously sewing with jersey, it it looks easy, but I love the transformation challenge because when you actually watch them, like, take something and then in front of your eyes try and envisage making that into a different garment, in 90 minutes, it's either magic watching what they come up with or you can just see the ones of them that are like, oh, God, this is the bit I've been dreading. (laughs) I'll change it into a slightly different (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, and I think um, Andrew, he did a really good job as well with his punky dress. He he did, and he, he's like he's so likable as well, isn't he? Like he makes, you know, that he makes because his part is his partner a priest, it's a, a vicar, I think they said a vicar. And I was reading up about him, and he has made vestments for his partner, That's one thing one thing he's done, and he also makes stained glass windows. But yeah, his transformation challenge was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, I think working with that t shirt, which said what was it? Save the life. <laughs> I think it's a weird French-English mix. I think really it should have said say la vie, but save the life. He did choose an interesting placement of his... Well, a couple of them chose quite hilarious placements of their uh, the prints on their final garments, didn't they? Yeah. Namely, the, the pussies especially were... And Adina's harem pants as well. <laughs> <laughs> the red crotch. Yes, the red crotch. So she somehow did it so that her red... I guess inner leg fabric formed a little triangle at the front of the pack. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, I needed that though. I think, like I said, the joy of watching the sewing bee. I was actually laughing at home. I still, I still found the placement of the pussies really amusing for obvious reasons. But um, yeah. So sewing. So if you were doing the, if you, so I was going to ask you, if you were doing this challenge at home, what would you make, Sarah? Oh, I think we we said something similar to this last time, didn't we? I think I would not be very brave. <laughs> I think I actually, I think the ones who did skirts did really well, apart from Damien. Yes. Poor Damien. I think he wasn't quite sure what he was doing. But I think the other skirts were quite impressive. So I think, uh, was it Rebecca who did a skirt as well? Um, I'm not sure. I I remember the thing that really stood out for me was I really loved Adams. He sort of turned these t-shirts into this this dress that was like actually really stylish somehow, like from quite question of some of the fabrics you wouldn't have looked at and thought they would work. But he really like turned them into something in its own right that you would never have looked at and said this was a t-shirt originally. Yeah, I think the Transformation Challenge really does test them yeah. because it's the ability to look at something and go, oh yeah, that could be a bikini or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is that they decide to make. I think I would in my head, be really good at that challenge. But in reality, I would like really like fake it and be like, I've made a headband or I've made like just a band out top, just one strip of fabric or something really basic. I have a feeling I would be like Damien and would just try and add sequins to it. It's like, <laughs> I'd, I've run out of ideas of what to do. I'm just going to add sequins. There is always, wasn't there, in that way. that they, when, they, when they say to them, you can use anything in the haberdashery, they sometimes really do go for that and just completely just cover it in trims. I mean, you can't go wrong with a, a trim. Well, you can. <laughs> not go wrong with a trim. Um, I also liked um, Loratu when she was talking about making... When we were... This is skittering around a little bit here, but I was thinking about the different contestants we met in that section. And she was talking about sewing for body positivity and to find clothes that fit her. And she's got such a beautiful style, both in how she dresses and the things she makes. She's made on screen even in the first week. She's a bit of a favourite of mine too. Yeah, I think she's... I mean, for me, she's a favourite just because she added pockets. Oh, and, and the pockets, yes! Yes, because <laughs> this is always my my pet hate with dresses, when you buy a dress and it doesn't have pockets. And yeah. I want pockets. Anything that has pockets in it is great. I'm actually, um, I think actually there's some shops that do it better than others. And I think Fat Face in particular are very good at adding pockets. Pockets in everything. Yeah. I wonder if we've talked about pockets before, but I have a dress with good pockets. I think it might be, it's either Bowdoin or Fat Face, And they're just so pleasing. And like when I walk around wearing it, I almost like put my hands in the pockets, even subconsciously, just to almost show them off because I can. Yeah. I think my pet hate is, is things like when you buy a pair of jeans and they've stitched up the pocket. Why do they do that? Or they have a fake pocket. So it looks like there's going to be a pocket there. And then you go to put your hands in it. Actually, I'm doing it with my jeans I'm wearing right now. They have a fake pocket. There's nothing there. I actually, I feel that's really misleading and shouldn't be allowed. It's basically false advertising when you buy that garment. Yeah. And actually, the thing about pockets, it always makes me think there's a poem by, I think she's called Sharon Owens. And it's all about how women used to use pockets in their coats to spread feminist and suffragette pamphlets. Dangerous Coats, I think it's called. I've read a couple of articles about the, the sort of socio-political background to pockets and women's clothing. Yeah, so there's this whole idea that if you have pockets, you're going to use them to spread dangerous ideas, which I think is quite fun. <laughs> so I'm always very in favour of a pocket, partly for that reason. Yes, me too. So I already I was already loving Loratu, but when she when her and Esme then started talking about the pockets, I was like, yep, she is now. Uh, one of my firm favourites. Yeah, because I think as well, I saw a picture of the Queen with her hands in a dress wearing pockets and she looks so happy. I've never seen a picture (laughs) of the Queen looking that happy. It must be. So I think it's just everyone loves a pocket and maybe the Queen just doesn't get pockets normally. So you heard it here first, Sarah, me, Esme Young and the Queen all love pockets. Yes. (laughs) Um, What about the third challenge, which was the made to measure, isn't it? Where they actually make something for a human and who is it someone said adina said i'm so glad i'm sewing for a human i've never done that before for someone that's not me i think there's so many of us in that in that camp that we actually have just tested out making clothes for ourselves but not quite got around to making them for other people yet yeah well i think we mentioned raf as well like he he'd never made a dress before never it is sickening when people are that talented he was like i've never made a (laughs) dress before i'll just knock out this ridiculously stunning dress (laughs) in what 5 hours? He must be one of those people who is just good at everything. Just like starts doing something and is like, I've done it and it's perfect. Maybe or maybe he's just a natural sewist. Maybe, be good maybe. To know. Which is it? Is he is he like this with everything in life? Can he do a, like a Sudoku challenge in 2 seconds? I bet he can. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet you can. What? <laughs> do a Sudoku? Not that fast, but like, you know, one of the fiendish ones, you know, with like anyway, this is a real tangent and nothing to do with the sewing beak, <laughs> yeah, so we we discovered what a buffet dress is, which is, yeah, a very long flowing dress, which I feel like is probably best for tall people and not for me. yes, it's been a big trend in the past year i I actually made a note this would look awful on me, huge tent, but they are beautiful dresses, and which Joe described as. Being so popular last year it was like hand sanitizer and dual lipa. Do you like I do like a Joe Turner phrase? Yes, I think you put that very well. And of course, it's very forgiving because it's very flowing. There's no real no real waistline as such. It's a bit like, I guess, a Victorian dressing gown. Like sorry, Victorian nightgown type look. You could definitely eat quite a bulky roast dinner and sticky toffee pudding and still like not have to sort of change get changed. Yeah. Like you would in tight jeans. I feel like it's the kind of dress that you could kind of lounge around your house in, um, but also maybe wear out to dinner. Exactly. If Again, if you were a tall person or someone that can pull off a buffet dress. But um, I also thought it was a really perfect choice for this for this um, programme in terms of wardrobe staples because it's got all the different elements. Like they had to show a lot of different elements of pattern cutting garments of um garment construction and obviously the fitting it to a model which is a whole different ball game to actually when I make a quilt it doesn't have to fit a model maybe a bed um but also the end when they show their dresses the different styles and the different twists on it it's so incredible you had like these 70s inspired dresses or you one of them almost looked like a skater dress more sort of like you know ditzy florals and chunky boots Just goes to show how much you can put your stamp on the same sort of style of dress. Yeah, I think if I was going to do it, I'd definitely go for the more 70s style look. I just feel it really lends it to that. I'm in a real 70s phase at the moment. I'm like loving 70s pop music. I tried to make my hair look 70s, but it didn't work. But it was meant to. I think that actually for me, this would be really good because I've got really, I've got really thick hair, which is, it doesn't tend to be straight. It doesn't do it. So I've been looking at all these like people with 70s waves okay. and I'm looking at it going, I could do that. That that might actually work. I want to see you with 70s waves. Make it happen. I'm holding off getting a haircut uh, until I've been vaccinated. So I've got very long hair now. I'm holding off until I'm organized enough to book one, which will be about 10 years behind the rest of the population. So i am still got my lockdown haircut. Um, it would be, I can only loosely define mine as a haircut. <laughs> it's um, just it's just hair <laughs> anyway we're getting very off topic so we, are, here. we do keep, we keep sorry it's because we haven't recorded one for a few days so sarah and i haven't actually caught up much so apologies um yeah so what else did i like about the things they made i liked that rebecca was talking about how she often makes dresses for her mum. that was really sweet i know i thought that was really cute and i have to say i did like the fact that serena made hers inspired by um what's her name is it Villanelle in Killing Eve? I liked that. I thought you would like that. You yeah. do spot a TV influence. Well, it's just that all of the clothes on that show were so massively popular. I think loads of them actually sold out. Yeah. You know, that she'd be seen wearing it and it would be gone, basically. So I think the idea of like, then you can make your own and you can get that kind of look is quite, is quite fun. And didn't she? Oh yeah, her dress was actually incredible at the end as well. Like it had this beautiful tie at the back and the fabric just looked really stunning and It was it was amazing. Really I think they really couldn't find any flaw with it either. No. Uh, but I think it was a really tough challenge for the first week because we did have some tears, unfortunately. Yes, and you just feel so bad for them, like when Farry had had her wobble and it was you know and she and, said, I've I've bitten off more than I can chew and I was a bit like, I I'm with you. I feel that's how like how I feel every day some days. <laughs> But, uh, I, not on television. I know, I know. It's just you, re- you relate to that so strongly that it's just I know. And then her machine broke, like we've all done it. We've all started doing something and been too ambitious with it and then come a bit unstuck. So I think I think my heart was very much with her. Yeah, and Julie obviously got upset and she because the two of them couldn't weren't able to finish. Yeah. And I think that was sad because you could see from what they'd done that it was it would have been good. Both of them. Yeah, and uh, it is a fiendish timescale to make a dress in, you know, of that complexity. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do it at all. Yeah. And also, uh, with Julie, I, I spotted what, what, another thing she said early on that I really identified with. And they talked about, they touched on it very briefly, was the perils of ordering fabric on the internet during lockdown. Yes. Um and she was like, Oh, but it did make me laugh because she was like, I've just looked at it today and the holes are a bit too revealing. And I was like, You've just looked at it today? <laughs> like, really? I have to say, I thought that was a <laughs> that showed a rather wild card approach. Whereas I think I probably would have been checking before the day. You're you're so meticulous, you definitely would have been. But I sort of loved that she was very chilled out about it. But I was like, Do you know what, Julie? We've all been there because I've ordered some awful fabric on the internet. Oh, there are some, by the way, there are some amazing online fabric shops. But it's just really hard to see the feel of a fabric and the drape of it. And isn't that, you know, I remember I ordered some holly fabric for a quilt. And when it came, it was really cheap and nasty. Holly patterned fabric for context, not that you need it. Yeah. Well, I think that is that is the danger of online, well, online shopping in general. But definitely if you're buying fabrics and that kind of thing, because it's such a tactile craft and you really want to be able to feel it. I think there's times in the past, like, well, for example, I've bought yarn and it's arrived and it's not been either the colour I wanted, you know, it's maybe the wrong shade, mm-hmm. or it's felt rough. And that's something mm. you can't really tell when you're ordering it online. You just have to trust that it will be what you want. Yeah. The, the slippers I've been knitting, the fab, the yarn isn't that soft. And I'm a bit sad about it because once they're finished, I'll be wearing them on my feet and it would be nice if they were comfy. Yeah. Tangent again. <laughs> no, nah. well, I think it, I think it's relevant because it can really put you off wearing something if it's too rough or... Yeah. But I think the fabrics they use on screen though, like I always fall a bit in love with the fabrics. So like I noticed that Jean you know, she's like an art she's an art psychotherapist and her fabrics always feel like a bit like a painting. Like the fabric she picked this time was a bit like a Jackson Pollock, Pollock painting. It was all like splatters and sort of slightly chaotic. Yeah, who was it who picked the cactus fabric? Oh, oh I'm was, not it, sure. was it Jean? No, she was the one that had the sort of arty fabric. Yeah, I think it was either Jean or maybe it was Catherine. Might have been. Yeah, but I was just looking at it going, that's exactly what I would want to wear. Yeah. I I was like, yeah, she's her taste is exactly, it's the same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other highlights, Adina sewing all those beautiful loops. Yeah, that was lovely. And I think it really paid a homage to her South Asian heritage as well. And she said that it was. Yeah, it's really lovely seeing the backgrounds and the different styles of the sewists, sort of the personality, you always see that really shine through in this final task. Yeah, I think it's a really good start to the show. I'm really, I think the standard is really high this year. Yeah, I do too. It almost feels like it gets, you always say it gets stronger every year, but it definitely, you know, the first couple of series, it was more a bit more amateur sewing at times. Not all of them obviously there's some of them are they're all incredibly talented but yeah to just whip up a dress like that when you learn to sew on lockdown Raph, Wow. yes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so bad that Ju- Julie left. Oh do we do a spoiler? Well, I think probably most people by the time this goes out will have hopefully seen it. Yeah because I wanted to get to know her more. Yeah it was it was sad it was sad. but I think it's a really interesting mix of people this time and I already think that there's certain people who are going to do really well what's your prediction let's get it recorded now for when it's the final I'm gonna say Raph yeah it's not a bad one actually I feel like he's a dark horse he's he's a bit of a self-taught person but he's also really good I mean I might regret saying this He could come unstuck next week and go (laughs) out because that does happen but I feel like he's a good bet yeah you might be right you know I'm gonna I can't even pick one can I pick three who else are you picking <laughs> I'm just name them all out i think tell me it could it could be serena possibly there's always like a quiet dark horse well not a dark horse but just someone that gets on in the background and just makes consistent Esme always talks about consistency in the final and i think she's going to be good and i love Luratu. and i also got a real soft spot for adam yeah i don't know i think it's the 70s and the cruise ship style yeah i think there's definitely some promising people i feel like we should have done a sweepstake on this or something i did think last week must do a do a sweepstake (laughs) for the sewing bee and i didn't get around to it ah yes but but anybody listening you could do your own sweepstake do a sweepstake with your colleagues and you know draw draw a contestant out of a hat and see if they make it to the final and who do you think and if you're listening who are your predictions so please get in touch and let us know and we are gathered on social media yeah, just have a look for us. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can just search for Gathered, and we're there. Yeah, and we'll see which of our pred- who which of our predictions comes true. Yes, we'll definitely have to revisit this. Definitely. Okay, is it the right time to do our projects of the week? My highlight of the week, before we get into projects, was that before before we hit record on this podcast, you Sarah did me an impression of a cat, <laughs> 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 which honestly uh has made my day because it was so strangely like a cat <laughs> i i feel like i am part cat and it's a shame that it really doesn't it doesn't translate to an audio format it was a silent impression i'm afraid <laughs> it's in her eyes which we can't really convey by podcast but little known fact about sarah if you're listening <laughs> you could do a really good impression of a cat let's talk about projects <laughs> yes so what is your project of the week zoe what have you picked uh, mine is so I've I've been flitting around the different crafts that we have on our website recently but I'm going to go back to my roots of a quilting project and it's a project that we put up um, quite recently it was originally in love patchwork and quilting magazine and it's how to sew patchwork succulents Ooh. Um, I feel like everyone needs to be able to sew a patchwork cactus at some point in their life like who doesn't yeah, I have to say, I did very nearly pick for mine. Uh, there's a paper succulent project. Oh, there is. That's beautiful as well. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Yeah, go to gather.how and search succulents. The paper, is like you make a papercraft terrarium, don't you? That's beautiful as well. Yeah, I, yeah, it is. So there's definitely, well, it's a bit of a trend, I think. Terrariums, cactuses. I mean, yeah, what's not to love? But the, the succulents I mentioned were designed by Amanda Caster. So if you you have to be able to do a bit of foundation piecing, but if you can't, don't worry, we've got a tutorial for that on the website. Um, we've also got a jersey masterclass if you're at home and you want to try and do some t-shirt refashioning, haven't we? That would be quite fun. Yeah, we've, we've got a few ones which you might want to try. So there's also a few projects like upcycling as old sweatshirt. There's quite a lot of upcycling projects. So have a look on the site and you'll find there's some fun ones you can try yourself. Yeah. So, but my main project of the week, my main number one is the patchwork sucking. Yes. What about you? So I have gone for another new one, which has gone up, which is DIY screen printed tea towels. So those are created by Jane Foster and they're from Molly Makes. And it's one I've wanted to try for a while. And it looks like so much fun because you have, it basically talks you through how to do a floral screen printed flower to go on a tea towel it's very 60s looking and it's really cool so I think that's a really fun one like if you want to get into printing I really want to do you that learn how to do it I really want to do it they look amazing so we'll include a link to that as well so you can go look that one up and have a go oh yes definitely gonna do that right so one good thing what's your one good thing this week Zoe uh my one good thing this week <laughs> is another podcast actually um it's not particularly craft related but you know one good thing is just about our simple pleasures isn't it whatever they may be and i have been lapping up the new line of duty series that's on television at the moment and there's a podcast which is obsessed with line of duty it's by the actor who played dot in the previous in the previous series although he's sadly no longer with us and it's just basically them just talking about line of duty it's a bit and they get a bit like i get with um when we talk about the sewing bean that i get a little bit too over the top because I love it so much but it's just nice that's what I love about podcasts isn't it is that sense of someone else sharing the thing that you're interested in and I don't have many people who I live live with three people but don't have many people to talk to Line of Duty about so it's quite a treat to then listen to it and like relive what I thought about the last episode yeah I think that is the good thing about podcasts you can get really into a subject Mm. with without having to bore everybody around you yeah so I basically listen to that and pretend I'm chatting to some friends about the last episode. Yeah. Okay. What about you? So mine is that I'm going to be getting a kitten. What? Yes. So I've been once, I've always been very much a cat person, as you might be able to tell I by can. what I've said in this episode. <laughs> but I've wanted to have a new cat for ages and finally I've managed to get a kitten. So I've got to wait a couple of weeks before I can take her home because she's only... I think six weeks old. And it's very exciting. That is exciting. Are you going to give her a name like Yoda or Ziggy Stardust? I haven't decided the name yet. So that's still, I mean, I'm open to suggestions if people want to <laughs> to give her a name. So she's like a, a white kitten with a little tabby patch on her head. And she's got a stripy tail. Very cute. And if you're listening, Sarah just did little actions <laughs> to, to, to demonstrate the stripy tail and the patch <laughs> on the head. adding to your cat impressions today yeah this I mean so many of these things they don't work on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) but that is so exciting I'm so happy for you I feel like you basically told it's the equivalent of saying you're pregnant really I'm like oh my goodness a new arrival yes and and new addition to the family yeah (gasps) police send photos and videos of them like jumping in the air light as a feather like kittens do yeah and I think I think we should mention that our our team meetings on Gathered are regularly interrupted by various cats. We do think we've got three, three, maybe, yeah, three team cats that often <laughs> come and join us. Yeah, I think the other day we had two on a call, didn't we, at the same time? Yes, it is, it is entertaining. All these cats must be so miffed that their owners are giving their attention to a screen. Oh, yeah, it's definitely attention seeking. And I'm sure this Territorial. Little, this little kitten will be joining our meetings. Please bring them on the podcast. Yeah, I will. (laughs) That is the best one good thing we've had yet. Yes. Uh, Before we sign off, I did want, there was one thing that I just wanted to talk about about the first episode and then I'll go, promise, is there's always, I always have a favourite Esme thing that happened where she's a bit cutting and there was one this week. So I'm just going to, this is my final word. Okay. On the, on the first episode. She said, um, I think it was Damien when, you know, he was like, I've done so well. And she was like, you obviously didn't read the instructions. And he responded with, I did read them, but I didn't take them in. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) that was it. I just love that, that little, well, you obviously, you know, eyebrow raise. obviously didn't read the instructions, did you? I I just love how honest his reply was. (laughs) We've all been there. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear what you think about the new series and who you think is going to win. You can get in touch with us and let us know your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Gathered. If you're feeling inspired and want to learn how to sew, then check out the latest issue of Simply Sewing Magazine, which is issue 81, which includes a Get to Know Your Sewing Machine booklet.